Well, hey, everybody, this is Dave DeBow coming at you with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about what our guest calls kind of plain Jane, plain vanilla, boring investments that are actually pretty sexy. And we're talking about small value add multifamily properties. So Jennifer Beatles, welcome to our podcast. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me here. It's an honor and a privilege. Well, it's my honor to have you because Jennifer <laughs> is a very, very accomplished real estate entrepreneur. She's got close to 300 doors in her portfolio. You wouldn't know it for looking at her, but she's been at this for, for around 15 years at this point. She's got investment properties in, I believe, eight different states. And she and her husband and her beautiful family travel around a lot. So they've really created a lifestyle business around real estate investing. And she coaches and trains tons and tons of other real estate entrepreneurs who want to do the same thing, as well as real estate agents who want to kick it up to the next level. So Jennifer, it's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks. Excited okay, well, let's talk a little bit about this whole idea of multifamily properties, apartment buildings, what size do you know? Do we want to focus on? Because when it comes to multifamily, that can encompass anything from a duplex all the way up to five or 600 unit mega complex and pretty much everything in between. And it's it's kind of interesting, Jennifer, because I was just interviewing another guest a couple of days ago, and he was talking about getting into the really big deals, or at least much bigger deals, like 100 units up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what we're talking about here today. You're talking about smaller multifamily properties. So what does, and value add, so what does that look like for you? What size are we talking about? Sure. So for me, that's 10 plus units. Okay. I would say the sweet spot, especially right now with where we're at, would be 10 to maybe 50 unit properties. So typically 10 units and above, they're going to be too large for an individual investor, certainly not you know a newbie investor. Mm-hmm. And then also that 10 to 50 units, that's typically too small for your larger groups, you know, your syndicators, the people that are pooling investors capital and buying these bigger deals. And so that's really where I've, you know, found my niche and I feel like it's incredibly profitable, but often overlooked. You know, again, there's a lot of talk about single family homes, short-term rentals, turnkey properties, and then the larger deals and not as much competition in this smaller value add multifamily. Well, until people hear this podcast and then the words <laughs> out. <laughs> out. <laughs> so don't come back being mad at me that we, we, we let the secret out of the cat. No, that makes a lot of sense, Jennifer. So 10 to 50, that's still a pretty big range. What would you say is your your average sized building in your portfolio that kind of fits this parameter? What what what, yeah. what I mean, I would say the 12 to 16 units is okay. kind of nice. Yeah. There's some economies of scale there. And then you typically, you know, sometimes we can benefit from having utilities that are all paid by the tenants, you know, so we can kind of keep our operating expenses lower. So mm-hmm. there's some benefit there. But but yeah, if I had to really narrow it down, that's probably my favorite size. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I can get my head around that 12 to 16 units. And I think a lot of our listeners probably can as well. Okay. So 12 to 16 units value add. What does that mean to you, Jennifer? What In what way are we adding value to these kind of properties or what kind of properties are you looking for? 
So it really depends on the deal, but value add is when we're able to increase that net operating income. And so remember with commercial properties, we can have a greater control over the value. With residential, we're really relying on other sold comps in the area to mm. dictate our current value. And so again, with value add multifamily, the commercial appraisers use a multiple of whatever the NOI is, right? So that, that multiple is the cap rate. And so if we can go in and improve that NOI, then essentially we can get forced appreciation. So I'll give you an example. I purchased, it was a seven unit property in Holland, Michigan, and it was under rented. So the current tenants were paying about $800 a month, mm. whereas fair market value is 1200. Wow. And so That's a difference. Yeah. It, it, it's a pretty big gap. Yeah. And that was an on-market deal. So, you know, I'm buying a lot of deals, but they're not always these like off-market, you know, unicorn type deals. So that was an on-market deal. And essentially I bought the property. The tenants were on, all on month to month. And we did about a hundred dollar per unit rent increase, right? So not really, it was also winter time, right? <laughs> so we didn't want to have this mass exodus because I bought yeah. it in December. And so anyways, we did a month to month, uh, you know, rental increase. And then immediately that drove up the value. And so, you know, now we're working on essentially as tenants move out, we'll improve the condition and then we'll go for that fire market rent of 1200. So again, really easy way to look at it is the value add is how can we improve the net operating income on some other properties that I own? We simply, you know, implement a rubs uh, system, right? Ratio utility billback system meaning maybe the, the seller that we're buying it from pays all the utilities mm -hmm. and we're now going to build those back to the tenants. That's another way that we're improving the NOI simply by reducing our expenses. So a lot of different options there. Yeah. And what would you say? Because I know you do a lot of this yourself, plus you, you help other people get started with doing these kind of deals as well. Typically, the kind of properties that you and your students are buying, are you primarily going in there and, and really looking for under rented properties or are they kind of fix up type properties where you can, you know, you, you make those improvements on them. What is it typically looking like, or is it just all across the board? Yeah, there's no typical deal in real estate. Of course not. <laughs> so after doing this for, for 15 years, I realized this is not really a, a, you know, general rule of thumb or like a typical deal, but it really just depends. I mean, I have one that I'm working on right now. It's 16 units built in 2006 not really much to do condition wise because it's mm -hmm. so new, but again, it's under rented. And so what happened during COVID is, you know, we're in this massive inflationary environment mm -hmm. and we've also experienced a lot of these, you know, people moving into the suburbs, right. And these sub market, sub market growth. And so again, you know, that building, not much to do in terms of renovations. We simply just need to do some improvement on the rents, basically bringing them up to fair market value. That's probably the easiest type of deal, right? If you don't have to get in there and do any kind of renovations. Yeah. Just increase the rent to where it should be. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I bought a 14 unit just about a month ago. Same thing. Building itself is pretty turnkey. However, the you know, the units are just under rented because you know, some landlords during COVID it kind of got fell behind in terms mm. of rent increases, or if they've owned the property for many, many years, they just might not be aware of what fair market rents are. And so again, you know, we're seeing a lot of that based on what has happened in the last two years. So Jennifer, you're invested across a number of different markets and states. When you're going into a new market or a newer market for you, 
and you buy one of these kind of properties, what about the whole property management side of things? What are you, what are you typically looking for there? That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave DeBow, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's book at chatwithdave.com. I'm so glad that you bring that up. So our property manager, that's really our like MVP. <laughs> if, if we were building the perfect real estate team, certainly we need a great investor agent who could, you know, be our deal scout out there. We need to have, you know, a lender that can get us good terms so that the deal structure makes sense. But really our MVP is that property manager. So I'm looking for property managers who basically kind of agree on our value add strategy. So a lot of times when I'm calling around, you know, it's asking questions such as, you know, what do you think of the current rents? What could we push the rents to if we did nothing to the interiors? If we did do some renovations or updating to the interiors, what would our rents be at that point? And then what would it cost, you know, general estimate or range on how to get from where we're at today to these like fair market, you know, highest rent potential rents? And then the other thing that we look for, because you know we're based in Arizona, but for a couple months out of the year, we're traveling abroad, we're really looking for property managers that will also be our project manager, oh, okay. meaning any you know renovations that we're doing, either initial upfront renovations or of course, you know, make readies, unit improvements, they will project manage that for us, meaning they have either an in-house team or a list of contractors that they can bring in, of course, submit bids to us and kind of help us execute on that, you know, unit improvement. Very good. So, and obviously every market's different, every town's different, but the different markets you're in, sounds like you're in kind of sub-markets, so kind of smaller cities. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. So, you know, we look at minimum population size of about 50,000. Okay. So maybe medium-sized cities, but I like to be mm. within a one-hour radius from a large major city. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So for these smaller cities, do you find that there's a little bit of a challenge? There's a limitation with the quantity and the quality of different property management options there. That's not been our experience. Okay. So sometimes we are, you know, again, if we're one hour radius from this large city, we can find a property manager that's, you know, located in that larger city that will take on our property on the outskirts. Mm. So we have some properties like that. But we've not had any issue, knock on wood, finding really fantastic property managers in all the markets we're in. Very cool. And when it comes to finding these kind of properties, what are you seeing these days? It's uh, you, you talked about you found one really good deal on market. So it was listed, it was through a realtor, all that kind of stuff. Are you finding a lot of your properties on market, off market, combination of both? What does that look like these days? Yeah, it's about 50-50. Okay. And so I've built a network of investor agents all across the country that essentially source and find deals for us. And so this can be, you know, through their own marketing efforts, of course, through their own database. And, and so essentially, you know, they're looking there or they're looking on market as well. And so I think it's really important to have these people that are out there, again, like doing these types of activities anyway. I, you know, I don't have time to 
you know, cold call in eight different states. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, you know, I mean, I could, I could develop an own t- in my own team to do that, but I found it be a little bit easier to leverage an existing agent's database because they're doing this anyway. And so, mm. yeah, it's about 50-50 as far as the deal flow on or off market. So the off-market deals, are they the the same agents that are bringing these deals to you? They're just, okay, got it. All right, so you've got your own professional bird dogs. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Well, and it's a benefit for them. You know, essentially they know that either I will buy it personally or one of the investors inside of our community will buy it. And so if a deal makes sense, they know it's a sure, sure bet or a sure way to a commission for them. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, is it typically the way that they approach the seller? They say, no, I don't want to list your property, but if I bring you a buyer, will you pay me a commission? Is that kind of how it works? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. So we were talking in the beginning, Jennifer, that this you you find this kind of a plain vanilla strategy, but it's very profitable because it hasn't caught the attention of a lot of people. It's too big for the little guy, too little for the big guy. It's kind of that perfect spot. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that there isn't more interest around this yet until this episode comes out, obviously? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that there's not interest. I think that, you know, there's not a lot of people talking about this kind of niche. And so I think a lot of the beginner investors, myself included, you know, when I was a beginner, I started with residential. Mm-hmm. It seemed really black and white as far as like the a financing. single family home type things. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, one to four unit properties, residential. Okay. Yeah. You know, the, the financing is pretty black and white. You either qualify or you don't based on your debt to income ratio. You know, it's, it's, it's really, you know, pretty like inside the box. Right. And then again, you know, the syndicators, a lot of times, you know, they make their money on the asset acquisition fee. Right. And so that it doesn't really support. I mean, you could do asset acquisition fees on these smaller deals, but you'd have to buy so many of them. Right. And so, again, there's just not a whole lot of people, I think, talking about this space and or teaching about it. But then also, I think, you know, depending on where the investor is, they might want to go directly or start with residential, which makes sense. I mean, again, that's how I started until I realized this niche and this opportunity and, you know, and have been doing it ever since. Well, that that brings up a good question then, Jennifer, mm -hmm. because if, if somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience already is now curious about these smaller, you know, multifamily type properties, but they're not quite sure how to get involved with that, we'll, we'll give your contact information in a minute, but just big picture, if if it's too big for a little guy, too small for a big guy, how does a little guy get going with these kind of deals? JV partnerships. Uh-huh. There you go. Raising yes. capital. So for the kind of properties that you guys are, are looking at, I understand every market's going to be different, but what's kind of the price range that those 12 to 16 unit buildings you're seeing these days? Yeah, I would say it's going to be between 60 to 100,000 a unit. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're looking at whatever around a million, million and a half dollars, give or yes. take one to 1.5 million, give or take. Exactly. And these days with the, the current lending environment, how much or are lenders looking for as a down payment typically? Uh, typically it's going to be anywhere from 20 to 25% down. Okay. So mm-hmm. in this case, you're looking at several hundred thousand dollars minimum to be getting into one of these kind of properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I would imagine that that you and and your students and and folks like that are getting several investors, several joint venture partners together to do one of these kind of deals. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great way to start. And it's also a great way to learn. Mm. And so for an investor that maybe has some capital to invest, 
but they've never done, you know, anything maybe over a fourplex, mm -hmm. this would be a great opportunity to do a JV partnership with another investor or a couple of investors. And, you know, again, you'll have a, a manager, an operator who is experienced doing this. And then essentially you can go along for the ride and, and learn throughout the process. And then you can also, you know, have that as experience for doing your own deal, being, you know, the, the kind of the lead or the manager on your own deal. And so again, it's, it's a great way to start, you know, and, and I think that there's a lot of opportunity to do that right now. Yeah, most definitely. Excellent, excellent advice. So Jennifer, sounds like you got a community. Sounds like you provide a lot of value around this. If people want to find out more about you and get in touch and check out the community, what should they do? Yeah, you can visit our website at Addicted to ROI and our community is the ROI Inner Circle. So if you go to addictedtoroi.com slash inner circle, you can learn more about our community. And we'll make sure we got all the links in the show notes. So Jennifer, thank you so much Thanks, for sharing this, these tips, tricks, and ideas around this value-add small multifamily strategy. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.